Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. You're listening to Your Photography Podcast. I'll be your host, Adam Phillips. I'm an active lifestyle and commercial business photographer and videographer with over 16 years of experience. And while I may have a good knowledge base for creating images and video, everyone has a unique perspective on creating still emotion pictures and the do's and don'ts of operating a business. That's why I created Your Photography Podcast, so that we can make a space for learning and growing a community. Whether you're just starting to find your eye in photography or you're a seasoned professional, there will always be something here for you. Uh, Today, like we're having my friend on, uh, Rachel Heath, who uh, I met in Alaska. It's been a few years. I don't remember. It's it's like, what, 2015 or something. But um, yeah, I've I've seen her work. Yeah, yeah, cool. I've seen your work uh, grow and continue to grow. And, um, you know, we got out and did a lot of skiing and stuff together and stuff, but I just wanted to get you on here and, and share your story with photography and what it is that you're doing now and yeah, how that's kind of shaped some of the stuff you're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that you're interested in chatting with me. Um, yep, my name is Rachel Heath and I live in Anchorage, Alaska. And I am a skier, climber, mountain biker, um, all these outdoor activities, kind of how I spend my time and um always carrying my camera around with me is kind of how it's all started, you know. Um yeah. and I have kind of continued to carry the camera around with me. And from it being just like an iPhone in my pocket or um just film cameras, you know, many years ago, we would just get the little disposable film cameras and that was fun and funny to carry. And now I have a, uh, Sony a nine two and I have some really nice lenses and I am doing this more than I thought that I ever would, but it's really enjoyable and I'm loving it. So I'm, I appreciate that you're noticing that I'm growing my photography skills. And that means a lot to me coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's been cool. Um, and I, I don't know, I remember like, yeah, I mean, we were, you were getting into skiing and getting like, I mean, I wasn't that much more of a better skier than you or I think maybe only by a year. <laughs> But I just, I just remember going yeah. out and, and doing a lot of adventures with you and, and I was always taking my camera and then it's cool to, to see that, I guess, you know, move into your realm of the world. And I mean, when you go out on those adventures, it's just, I don't know, it's nice to have the memory of it and be able to look back on those moments and good times with people. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. So I guess, I mean, the first question I guess I have is, um, what is it that you enjoy most about photography? That's a great question. Um, I would say what I enjoy most is kind of replicating what I see in the natural world around me. I think that I live in kind of a constant state of awe about the natural world and just the planet and the universe and everything around us. I'm always like just amazed by what I'm seeing and experiencing. 
And so mm. for me, I just, I've gotten to some wild places and I've thought, wow, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I need to capture this right now. And it's so much more, I think, than someone driving along the highway and, you know, seeing an animal on the side of the road. It's like I'm propelling myself deeply into the wilderness and these wild places and carrying my camera with me and capturing that and showing people what it's like out there because how else would anybody know? So for me, it's, it's kind of documenting people moving through the natural world. So skiers and climbers and bikers and also just kind of showcasing our planet. I think that's kind of the foundation of what I'm doing and why I like photography, what I like about it, kind of what's inspiring me. Yeah. Nice. No, I think that was a really well, that was, that was a really cool answer. I, I, yeah, that was cool. Um, so yeah. Um, so you kind of said it, you're still doing your regular job that you're not doing it full time, but, um, um, tell me about that though. You are, you do, you said you had some contracts that are. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I still work full time. I am full time healthcare administration. I do administration of small and, um, medium sized medical practices. So that's my full time job. That's where a lot of my purpose lies in terms of, you know, being a very productive member of society. That's where I find a lot of value and derive a lot of value also pays the bills. And it's something that I think is really important that I continue to do in some capacity. That's kind of, it's a very selfless endeavor working in healthcare. And so my photography is very much something that I do on the side and I'm still working full time. And then I just spend a lot of my free time out skiing, climbing, biking, and documenting that stuff on the weekends. Um, I've kind of negotiated a better schedule than I think some people in my field have. So I work four days a week um, for longer shifts and I'm able to get three days off a week. So that gives me more time to do photography and be outside and kind of do the things that fuel my passion um, for living. Because, you know, my desk job is not something that's I'm incredibly passionate about, but it's something that I feel is very pragmatic and important and necessary and useful. So I'm always going to do that type of work, I think. Um, so the photography is kind of a nice outlet, I think, for that, the stress of that life. Nice. Nice. I completely agree. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. Um, And I've, I've had some opportunities with photography. I have, you know, some contracts now for photography. Um, I do do uh, skiing at the resort in Girdwood, Alaska. It's Alieska is the name of the ski resort. So I do photography there. Um, and I also have some other kind of small contracts that I'm picking up. I've had a ton of opportunity, but not as much time to take those opportunities. So I'm kind of turning things down right now just for lack of time. Um, but mm-hmm. it has been made, it's been made exceedingly apparent to me that if I wanted to do this more, that I would have work. Um, but I just haven't really transitioned into doing it more, more time or full time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, and, and that, and that can be, I think for a lot of people, like different, I mean, and it's just different. Like some people are, are in a position where they're hoping that like photography takes off and they can quit their full-time job and they make that their goal. And then there's, yeah, it's just, it's a creative outlet and you, you enjoy what you already do for work, but it's nice to have something different that just switches life up a little bit and gives, makes things interesting, I guess. Absolutely. And for me, I think it's, it, if I was like a hedonist, I can't do all the pleasure activities I wanted. I would just ski and climb and bike and do photography and kind of live this pleasurable life. But I feel a strong desire to do things that are outside of myself that, you know, help the world yeah. in other ways. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to achieve that balance. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, um, so let's, yeah. How long have you been doing photography now then? Yeah, I think, I think in some ways I've been doing photography since I had a cell phone in my hand. Yeah. So I would say that my introduction to the photography in a greater scale would have been, uh, maybe in like, I don't know. How old was I? 15 when I had a cell phone and then yeah. 17 when the cell phone had a camera on it and I was in there taking photos of everything and <laughs> expressing a creative side, you know, expressing had this like creative energy and kind of creative uh, desires that I was putting out into my cell phone or wherever, you know, some camera, whatever it was that I had. And so, but more seriously, I would say since 2019, since I purchased a really nice camera. Um, yeah. And that was when I got a Sona, Sony Alpha uh, 7. I had a 7 series Sony. And yeah. that was my first, you know, mirrorless camera. So, that, that yeah, so 2019, so just a couple of years, really. Just a few years. Yeah. No, that's cool. Did you, you... I'm trying to think. You went into the Ruth Gorge. Was it the Ruth? Yeah, I've been in there. Yep, I've been in yeah. there. Is that about the time that I, I feel like that's kind of close to the time that you kind of were like, I need a big, yeah. nice camera for that to document it. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah, right. I went into like the Pika. Yep, that is actually correct. I think it was like that next year that I got a nice camera. Um, yeah. and I do think that that trip looking back, so my partner had a nice camera with him, but it was something smaller and I don't recall what he brought now, but looking at those photos, I was just blown away by how small I was and how big everything else around me was because we're standing in front of the moose's tooth and yeah, the Ruth Gorge is just this huge, massive, you know, glacier connected to all these other glaciers in the Alaska range, just a totally wild place. And yeah. I was so small and the crevasses were huge and I was just kind of picking my way around. I'm looking back at the photos and yeah, I think that was definitely a time period where I realized the magnitude of what I was doing and where I was, or what I was being surrounded by. And I definitely, I think it was around then that I started looking into cameras and asking you questions. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, no, I remember that being really cool. I, I, and yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember that's partly why maybe I was like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like you and I have been kind of connected pretty well throughout some of the photography journey. Um, I feel like I've not been totally up to speed with everything you're doing lately. Um, (laughs) but at the same time, I'm like seeing a lot of stuff and I'm going, man, I miss Alaska and like, and, and whatnot, but, but it's really cool to see like your work and, and stuff getting out there and you're being noticed and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're pretty new, but like, what's your favorite lens that you probably used or like, Oh no, that's a great question. Um, so I have a couple of lenses now that I really like, and I consider myself a photography minimalist. Because I simply don't have that much gear. I see, I see your gear, you know, everything you have. I'm like, wow, that's just so much. I can't imagine. (laughs) But obviously you do this full time. So you're like, well, it's no big deal for me to invest in this huge thing. So, um, but I would say that my favorite lens is actually one that I'm borrowing right now from one of my friends. And it's the, uh, Sony G Master, like the 16 to 35. I think nice. what I'm shooting right now, the things that I'm trying to shoot in the way that I'm trying to shoot by really showcasing the landscape and the individual, I think that lens has been very easy to work with and very easy to learn. Mm-hmm. For a long time, I was using, because um, so much of what I'm shooting up here is low light because constantly in these winter storms, we don't have good light. So I've been using a Sony... Uh, G master 85 millimeter. So it's nice. pretty, it's fun. It's fun to shoot with because it's, uh, it's a strange range for, uh, skiing, but it just works. It works and it's a different style. And I think yeah. the work that I've produced with that lens, it's like a portrait of something that you wouldn't expect to be a portrait. That's the way that I, I see it myself. And so I'm able yeah. to kind of create, I'm able to create these images in a way that's pleasing to me. And so, yeah, so I would say those two. And then I have a 70 to 300 um, Sony lens. That's amazing. Um, it's not a G master, but it's incredible what it can do. The images that yeah. I've gotten with it is, is amazing. Um, I did a photo shoot and I wouldn't call it a photo shoot. I was with people that I knew and one of them, well, all of them were speed flyers. So they're jumping off the mountain with a, a, uh, smaller wing, like a paragliding wing, and then just, mm-hmm. you know, flying, flying back down to the ground. So I was positioned up on a ridge and I took the photos of them flying. They look like birds. And then I started Googling cause I knew that that was the lens that I wanted the 70 to 300. And I started Googling and I found out that that lens was for capturing birds. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, well, that's perfect. That's what I was basically doing. I'm shooting speed yeah. flying, which is just kind of just the birds up there. So, yeah. yeah, I would say right now I would say that wide angle lens is my favorite one for just because I'm excited about it because I'm borrowing it from someone and I haven't used yeah. it before. So I'm enjoying um, that range. So. Oh, that's cool. That's, and that's definitely, I think in the ski industry, like a unique 
uh, perspective that many people don't get. A lot of people go out and they pull out like a 70 to 200 or something equivalent yeah. to that. And, and they just shoot some telephotos so that they can get up tight, but be at a distance. And yeah. So oh, it's cool that you're, you're messing around with the white. That's, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's exciting um, that some of the recent stuff that I shot was on that, all on that wide angle. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Um, what's been, yeah, either most recent work project you've been working on or a favorite project or both or. Yeah. yeah. I would say that my favorite project right now or something that I've recently done, I can't say that it's my favorite project ever, but I would say it's something I'm excited about right now, which is connecting more with the female ski community and yeah. kind of showcasing these incredibly talented, incredibly motivated, beautiful, excited, um, intelligent, strong women. And so that's been something that I've found a lot of uh, purpose in. And I think it's important for me to spend time showing people what these women are doing and how strong they are and how capable they are. Because I think women often kind of get ignored in the performance realm. And they are sometimes just seen as like, well, this person's very beautiful. Look at them skiing. But I'm really interested in, you know, showing what they're capable of and making sure that it, it's obvious in the photos that I'm shooting, what they're doing, like how talented they are. Um, yeah. So that's been really, that's been really cool. Really interesting. Um, that's something I'm pretty like, I'm pretty committed to and interested in right now, but overall I would say something that probably my favorite project I've ever done or my favorite um, use of my camera was in 2020 when I met a bike mechanic that had moved to Anchorage to work at a bike shop and he was an ultra distance bike racer. And we, uh -huh. I was, yeah. And he was, do he's doing these massive rides. He had done the tour divide, which is the bike race that crosses the state or I'm sorry, crosses the country from Canada to Mexico. It's like 2,700 miles. So he was doing all these big things, really passionate cyclist and really fun, motivated individual. His name is Dylan Morton. Um, so uh -huh. we rode our bikes all across the state of Alaska. We did big rides. We went into the Denali park. We went into Denali highway. We rode the Kenai 250, which is a big bike race. Um, we actually did that twice and it's 250 miles of mountain biking. Um, all these big, big, massive Alaska rides in one summer, we just tackled all these incredible things in one summer. And on many of the trips, I brought my camera with me, like my yeah. big, heavy camera, like my mirrorless, you know, DSLR <laughs> camera. So a lot of equipment. And I was like, just so committed to being strong enough that I could keep up with him. He's really fast. And have all my camera gear with me. That was kind of one of my biggest motivators was just being so strong that I could have all my gear and keep up with the strongest person I knew. And yeah. so in that effort to achieve that goal, I did become very strong and did some really incredible things that I just didn't think that my body could have done. And it was all largely motivated to document and capture these incredible trips and these incredible experiences that, that we were having. And so, yeah, I would say that was my, that's probably my favorite 
project or use of my camera that I've ever had. And we were both riding for as ambassadors for Otso Cycles, which is a bike company okay. out of Minnesota. Yeah. And so they oh, make cool. Um, yeah, they're really cool and they make gravel bikes and they make um, like touring bikes and fat bikes. And they were really supportive of us, you know, riding all these rides and making sure that we had great gear. So it was really nice to have their emotional and like physical support with the gear that they were giving us. So yeah, that was, I think one of my favorite things that I've ever done actually. Um, you know, we say we, yeah, we would ride our bike for hundreds of miles. We stayed up until two o'clock in the morning riding all day and just becoming delirious until, you know, we couldn't think (laughs) straight. And then it was really, really cool. And so I spent a lot of time documenting all of that and sharing it. That's definitely when my concept of photography changed and was more of a effort to sort of document these incredible things more than just taking cool photos of mountains and things around me. So, yeah, no, that's really cool. I think, and I think, um, it's definitely that like spark that I think you probably experienced with, with all of that. Um, that is really and I think that's the thing that I get excited to see happen with other people um, as a photographer myself, because it's that, it's that telling the story. It's the documentary documentation of something that may never occur again, but like, this is that person's story and, or their business story or whatever. And it's, it's just cool to be able to, to share that and share it the right way. Um, and everyone's going to share it differently too. Yeah. Like a different photographer would share it completely different, but it's always cool to see. Cause, and, and I guess that's the thing that's interesting too, is to like see each and everyone's different, like the way that they tell their story too. Like it's always, it's so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how many, I'm just curious on, on the bike, how many lenses did you take? Did you just, slim it down to one or did you take two or three or <laughs> honestly I usually have two and I was bringing my 24 to 70 I think it was and I actually sold that lens I'm not even 100% sure what it was yeah 24 to 70 or 75 it's, it was a Tamron lens and then I would take my 70 to 300 because I had just purchased that lens but some trips, it was just the Tamron. So it was just the 24 to 70. Um, but I did bring just two lenses. Still a lot. Still heavy, you know, batteries and camera case to make sure it didn't get damaged, which I did end up damaging that camera. That very nice uh, Sony <laughs> A7R3. I had kind of upgraded my camera a couple of times, and I got the 7 a uh, or yeah, R three, and that yeah, I damaged my like my shutter mechanism. Yeah. So yeah, pretty um, hard to get gear when you're biking across the state. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's it's so interesting sometimes when people um, and you probably change your perspective on it because especially doing some of the stuff that you've done and documented, but as a as a photographer. 
that's kind of done a lot of similar stuff. I feel like you always get people that are like, they kind of cringe at you when they're like, oh, I would never do that with that camera or take my camera into a place like that. But I've always like yeah. been like, but what if I don't take my camera with me? Cause it's the, it's a tool. And at the end of the yeah. day, it's like, yeah, you sometimes, yeah, your tools, it's like the, I guess the, the point I guess I'm trying to like bring up is that even though the camera is nice, the, the things that it captures are nicer. Um, and yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my gear is, my gear is made to be used. It's not made to sit on a shelf and look pretty somewhere, you know, whether it's your yeah. skis, your bike, all my gears and my camera, it's all made to use. So I take it with me. I never, I'm never afraid of scratching something up. Um, so yeah, my camera goes with me on ski tours. It goes flying down the mountain with me at Alieska resort over and over and over and over again. And it's one day, um, right now I put it in a fanny pack with a little padded fanny pack and I just ski with it on and it works fine. Nice. Yep. Um, are you, I mean, in, I mean, yeah. Are you insuring your equipment or? I mean, do you have it? I mean, you can, yeah. <laughs> I probably should, shouldn't I? Um, no, nothing uh, is insured. I did have, okay. God, I had renters in insurance and, um, but I don't rent anymore. I bought a house. So yeah. I don't have insurance anymore. Um, just in case something did, you know, happen to it or it got stolen or whatever. Um, but nope, mm-hmm. I've only had the one camera that I damaged and, I resold it to the local local uh, Photoshop stewards, which I know you know those guys, um, and yeah. they they bought it. Um, not the guy that owns it, but he had someone else there. He was uh, buying equipment, and I was like, "Yeah, the shutter is broken." He's like, "He's still getting a good price for the uh, the trade," and then I traded up for the A nine two. Yeah. No, I mean insurance. I've 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 had times when I just let it lapse and never got it and, or went, you know, months or, you know, some time without it. Um, but I mean, it's good. I know, um, the PPA photographer, professional photographer association offers some within a membership. I think the membership is like a hundred or some 130 bucks a year or something. Um, they also offer like other little incentive stuff, but, um, so no judgment here. I've, I've had times when I've broken a lens and didn't have it insured. And I've had times where it was <laughs> broken and insured and the insurance was nice, but, um, yeah, I try and make sure I have it now. I just had too much stuff that it, it needs to work. And I don't really feel like needing to replace it with all of the savings. Um, but yeah, um, I will say though, like the cost to even like get a lens, like I had a lens in my bag, um, literally broke it in half mountain biking. And I think when I send it in, like it's a $1,700 lens, but it, they were, they like fixed it for 200 bucks. So yeah. it's not like the end of the world if stuff happens like that. Yeah. That's but, good. To um, yeah. So and I think that's as as I've gone through certain situations like that, my fear of ruining something has 
decreased. Yeah, yeah, decreased. Um, so good. Um, yeah, let's see. So this is kind of like a big, kind of crazy question, but um, if you could change anything about the photography industry, what would it be? What would it be? I would say, gosh, I think myself included in this assessment, I would say that there is some lack of authenticity in photography now because, um, because it's, because now, you know, we're not taking photos because some people and myself at times, but we're not taking photos because we're truly inspired by what we're seeing or we have any feeling about the subject matter. Um, we're either doing it to make money or we're doing it for engagement on social media, right? So you're getting photos because you know that this is going to be engaging and you're going to get likes or whatever it is. So I would never, and I know that being a wedding photographer is like really important in the grand scheme of things, you know, documenting this important day that people are having. Um, but I don't think that I would ever be interested in that type of thing because it's not personally meaningful to me. And so I always want to do things that are personally meaningful. And so I have to constantly recalibrate myself and make sure that what I'm doing is for me and is something that I actually love and that I, I'm actually interested in instead of doing it for likes and interactions or just simply doing it for, you know, money. So making sure that I stay focused on, you know, showcasing things that I think are really in actually incredible. Um, yeah. And I think I think it constantly takes like calibration. And so photography now yeah, it's just it's just it's so much. It's it's how it's how we now interact with each other on a whole new level, which is through social media, which is predominantly images and videos, right? It's all images and videos yeah. and so now that's what we're all doing. So now we're all photographers, which I think is really awesome and I'm I'm I think it's really cool. I had someone say to me, Oh man, I was a photographer before, you know, social media and it, social media really ruined photography for me. And I thought, wow, you must not have really liked it. If now other people doing it makes it awful for you, you know? Yeah. Like how, if you really love something, yeah. if you have a personal relationship with photography or a sport or a thing it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about it, right? Because there's a, there's a lot of noise out there. But if you are really love mm -hmm. something, then it doesn't matter. So that's my perspective. So I feel like, yeah, if I could change anything, it would just be that everyone would be really authentically driven to express themselves for themselves. But that's not reasonable. It's not reasonable for people to... Um, to act that way because they're, you know, people need money, right? They need to work as a photographer. People need to get their dopamine hit from all the likes. That's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be really beautiful if everyone, you know, that was doing this, um, 
hobby or profession were doing it for themselves as the audience. If they were producing yeah. media for themselves as the audience and not for other people. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I just did an interview on Friday with a kid and I, and I made, kind of made the same comment, but um, the, the guys that work at picture line in Salt Lake, I follow a lot of their accounts and they're not making photography, their source of income. They love photography and they work at a camera store, but their images are really for them. And sometimes I'm like, man, they're not getting the credit they deserve because they are way better at this than a lot of people. (laughs) But Yeah. yeah, no, I think, I think, um, and, but again, they're not doing it for that, that credit, the likes and all that they're doing it because they love, they love doing it. And I think that's probably why their stuff is, yeah. I don't know, sticks out or shines to me, but yeah. 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 So I, you really, can- I really like that answer. That was a cool. Good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so let's see. Yeah. Favorite things to photograph. Absolutely. Or what is, yeah. Favorite, yeah. Your favorite thing in a photograph. I would say What's 100% that? it's my friends. Yeah. My friends. Just my friends. And my friends are always these incredible, athletic, talented, beautiful, inspirational people because that's what I'm drawn to. And um, I befriend them because I'm like, who are you? How did you get here? Where did you come from? How did you learn yeah. to do? This. Like, I'm like, what are you, what are you about? This is awesome. Like, I want to know you. Um, and then I also just happened to f- like photograph them. Um, like my friend Ryan Stasel, who is an Olympic snowboarder, who I saw on social media and was like, Hey, who are you? Where, where'd you come from? Where, what are you about? We had all these mutual friends. And I was like, who is this individual? And so we met and then we became super good friends and have been just ski touring nonstop for the last couple of years. And I enjoy photographing him because he's such an inspirational person, but he's also like one of my very good friends who, you know, I go into like life threatening situations with, which is ski touring avalanches on a consistent basis who I have like a very strong bond with, um, And so those are my favorite people because I love them. Like I don't like shooting people that I don't know that much because for me, photography is kind of a labor of love. It's like, it's this difficult thing that I'm doing and I really have to be focused. And if it's some stranger that I don't know and I'm not that interested in them, then I just don't produce good images. You can tell who I care about in my photography because those are the those are the most beautiful photos that I make. And so, yeah, it's my friends and it's the people that I really just, I just have to love these people. And then it all just, it all just happens, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, (laughs) Goals for photography or life or yeah, whatever you feel like sharing. Yeah. Yeah. What are my goals? Right now I have like some financial goals of working and, you know, being like this productive member of society. And then 
having more time to do photography, but also be an athlete. That's kind of my whole purpose. So more than a photographer, I'm actually an athlete. Um, and my athletics sometimes take a, a backseat to my photography commitments. And that is not sustainable, which is something that I have yeah. realized. Yeah. And I know that you're the same way because you, you know, you're a skier and a climber and a biker. And then you also, you, your photography takes precedent over that stuff, which for me is just not tolerable. Yeah. It's so, so hard sometimes. I, it's yeah. Hard sometimes. Yeah. So I, and it's important to me that I don't lose touch with myself as an athlete because that's what I am first and foremost. And I'm an, I'm just an athlete that has a camera, you know, I'm not a photographer. I always think of myself as this athletic individual. Like I love the feeling of riding and skiing. Like that's what I'm trying to achieve. And I always have yeah. camera with me because I'm inspired by everything that we're doing and I want to show it to others and I want to document it. So, but it's important to me and, and my goals going forward is just to make sure that I don't lose, um, touch with myself as an athlete. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Um, and I, and I can relate to that a lot. Um, yeah. One other little question that I, I guess before kind of wrapping this all up, um, and this isn't a question that I sent you, but, um, and I probably I'll write it down, but, uh, what are maybe some tips or advice or something that you would give to someone that wants to get into photography or get into doing some of the stuff that you've been doing? Yeah, that's a great question. I love that question. Um, I would say that if I could give someone advice, it would just be listen to your inner self and, Never be afraid to pursue the thing that you actually like and be confident about your decision to pursue that thing. So, for example, I'll give you an example. Um, I started shooting photography for Alieska because I really liked it. I love skiing there. I love downhill skiing. I, I love the sports arena that is the ski hill, whatever ski hill it is. It's a sports arena in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of kind of negative um, commentary from people in my greater athletic, you know, outdoor community. And these people were like, oh, I don't ski at ski resorts. I don't like that place. Like, I don't like that. You know, that's not that's not my thing. I don't like skiing that type of thing or whatever, for whatever reason, people just kind of negative commentary because it, it doesn't fit yeah. in line. It, yeah. It doesn't, that doesn't um, align with their personal beliefs about how people should spend their time. And I am confident enough that I kind of just drowned all that noise out. I just didn't listen to it. And, and I just maintained, you know, connection to what I truly love, which is, I love the mountains. I love being outside around no one, but I also love the climbing gym and I love the ski hill with all the people and the community. Like I could easily, if I was someone that succumbed to peer pressure, I could have easily have not gone. I would stop posting stuff for the ski resort and for Alaska because these people that are purists 
is the way I think of them. They think purely out, you know, purely being out in the mountains is the most and only important thing. Then I would stop doing something that I loved and, you know, for the peer pressure mm. thinking that it wasn't cool when it is. Um, and so I think if I were to give any newcomer, whether it's in skiing, climbing, mountain biking, any sports, any outdoor pursuits, photography, whatever it is, you really have to just be confident about what you like and don't worry about what other people in your life think about the way you spend your time and the way that you choose to spend your time. If, if you're passionate about it, you know, follow your passion and then be confident about what you love and don't worry about anybody's concept or if this, uh, if what you're doing aligns with how they want to spend their time, um, because it doesn't matter. And if you are love what you do, you're going to do beautiful things and you're going to make beautiful work and you're going to be a happier person. So, you know, other people's perceptions, it doesn't because completely invalid. So that's my advice. <laughs> gosh. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. That was, I'm glad I, I'm glad I asked that question. That was so cool. Um, that was so cool. To, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, anyone whether they're really professional or just beginning um might benefit from hearing that so yeah Absolutely. i think that was really good um yeah, yeah. just to kind of wrap this all up um where can people find your work or see it well, yeah so right now you can find my work my i consider my instagram profile to be my portfolio um, the, there's a contact on there. You can contact me, um, by email on Instagram and also in the messenger, I'm pretty responsive. And then I have a website, which I have put up. It's actually just a smug mug site, which is kind of an inexpensive way for me to go about getting my work out there so that people can purchase it if they want to. Um, I am still working on it and I kind of took some things down and kind of redid a few things. So it's almost ready to be republished and then people can find me there. It's rachelheath.smugmug.com. Um, but there's a link to that in my Instagram profile. My Instagram handle is rachelheath um, with three L's for Rachel. So that's my, <laughs> that's where you can find me. And I would put, I, I would like to eventually put, have a really nice website like you do. And like a lot of photographers that I know, um, but it's a little cost prohibitive. It's kind of expensive to maintain. Um, yeah. and, and I haven't really committed to selling my work yet. Um, like here, this is cool. You see this photo behind me. This is a picture that I took with yeah. my, I took this with my iPhone and a woman saw that photo on Instagram and she painted it. And then she gave me the painting, um, or she gave me a copy wow, of the that's painting. Cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. And so I think um, for me, a lot of that, those interactions kind of happen on Instagram and Facebook, you know, social media. Um, but I'm not heavily on the web other than that, just for lack of time yet. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Um, sweet. Awesome. Well, I uh, appreciate you being on here. And being willing to take your time and give some advice. So, um, yeah, thanks. Yeah. 
big thank you to everyone that's made it this far into the episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and being a listener. Uh, If you have not yet rated us on Apple Podcasts, that helps us out a megaton. Like it's, it's the big, it's the big thing that helps make our channel, this podcast rank and grow. Basically it helps me (laughs) to be able to do more of these. Um, again, thank you guys so much for being here. If you haven't yet subscribed, so you get notified with every weekly episode, every Wednesday, every morning, we would love it if you would subscribe. Um, again, thank you guys for being here. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks.